Hell Yes Lifers, is one of your goals in 2020 to become a Hell Yes speaker? Well, if so, then you'll want to grab a free cheat sheet I've put together for you. It's called Start With a Bang, Seven Tips to Help You Captivate Your Audience from the Start. Head over to hellyeslife.com to download your free cheat sheet right now. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Hell Yes Life podcast, where you'll hear inspiring stories and life lessons from amazing Hell Yes entrepreneurs who are running their for-purpose businesses and living their Hell Yes lives. I'm your host, Norman Bell. Hey there, Hell Yes Lifers. It's Norman Bell. Welcome to another episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. And today, my guest is Hashim LaFont. Let me tell you about Hashim. Uh, Hashim is a Los Angeles-based creative and brand influencer. His large-scale street art has driven fans to Melrose Avenue, NBC Universal, and other high-traffic locations throughout America. Hashim began his career as a host for Radio Disney and later toured uh, for the Disney Cruise Line. And Hashim, we'll, uh, we'll talk about Disney. I have some Disney connections too. So we'll uh, awesome. talk about Disney. Uh, he has uh, produced viral content for today's top influencers using social media presence to market brands and drive sales. His television appearances have included Access Hollywood and the Steve Harvey Show. Hashem, welcome to the Hell Yes Life podcast. Thank you so much. It's always weird, like, hearing my bio out loud. I'm like, what do I do? What, 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 <laughs> Is that me? I thought, did I really like, like, do those things? Oh, man. But no, it's just, it's, you just, it's like somebody singing happy birthday to you for like, a, for like longer than a happy birthday song. Like, okay. <laughs> it's like awkward, a little awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Hashim, welcome to the the, the podcast. I uh, will get into everything that you're up to, and there's a lot there. So, um, but I always like to start off by asking my guests, uh, "What is your hell yes? Uh, what is that thing that really lights you up and makes you come alive?" And it's you know, no pressure if it's more than one thing. Uh, but uh, what comes to mind when I ask you that? Oh man, the first thing that comes to mind is it's a creative idea. A creative mm-hmm. idea is my like hell yes because. Ideas are hard to stumble upon, but when you get it, you, it's, I feel like a, it's a responsibility. Like, oh my gosh, like it's, not, it's more of a burden than that I have, to, I, have to, I have to figure out how to do this thing. I have to try to figure out who do I connect with to get this thing, idea started. And so creative ideas are, it, are, are my hell yes, my hell yeses. Um, <laughs> right, right. I, know, I mean, it sounds like the, the idea is the hell yes, and, and then it manifests in a lot of different ways. It looks yeah. like in your life, right? And, yeah, so when you kind of step out and try to start it, and then it all comes together, and you start meeting people and, uh, to, to connect that, that, that also answer their hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, family is my hell yes. Um, God is my hell yes? <laughs> is my heaven yes? Yeah, um, sounds good. Um, so yeah, I just yeah, reaching my fullest potential is my is my is really my my hell yes. 
Nice, nice. And when, let me be to, to think of that one about the creative idea, does anything come to mind and no pressure if you can't think of that moment on the playground when you were seven years old? Uh, but like, does anything come to mind uh, as far as the, the first time you realized this was your hell yes around create, uh, creative ideas? So um, I grew up, I'm my mother's youngest of six. Oh, wow. And we all drew. My father was, my father was an artist. My mother was an artist. So I thought everyone can draw. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't uh, know until I, until I got to school and people would say, hey, listen, I'll give you all my candy from, for lunchtime if you can draw this for me. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you draw it yourself? <laughs> like, you're just gonna get, like, it'll be easier if you could, you could just save your candy if you can. They're like, I can't. I'm like, well, what do you mean you can't? I'll try to show them how. And they're like, I don't. And then that's, that's when I knew, I was like, oh, I didn't know I had something different. Mm -hmm. Because compared to my rest of my family, I'm like, oh, man, that, this, I got a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you grew up in a, in a family where everybody was drawing. Everyone was an artist. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this was just like second nature to you. Yeah. My, and my mom kind of brainwashed us all to be artists. <laughs> yeah. She said she would like, we would, whenever I said I was bored, oh, you must not be an artist then because you're bored. Well, I'm going to go make a pair of pants out of paper. How about that? Take that. <laughs> How about that? That, that, that feels like um, different from the way maybe a lot of people grew, grew up. Maybe they, they had an artistic tendency and, uh, and then, yeah. um, you know, uh, not, not everybody would be like this, but it seems like some people are like, yeah, my parents wanted me to do something practical and I always had this artistic yeah. calling and it wasn't until later in life. So Yeah, um, I, did, I had no clue about that. <laughs> my, yeah. mother, my mother was just a Southern woman that would say, oh, baby, that's so nice. That's so good. That's so good. And it, it was encouraging. My father would say, that doesn't look like me. You should draw that over. <laughs> <laughs> Come back again. I'm like, all right, happy Father's Day, man. He's like, <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, let me know. So now you didn't have some secret calling uh, to be an accountant or something like that, right? You're, you're, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I need to feel learn like that was being suppressed. Yeah. Yes. Now I have to learn all that stuff now because I, I just grew up with creative freedom. So now yeah. I'm like, what, what, is, what are taxes? How do you do that? How do you do this thing? How do you do this whole financial stuff? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Oh, well, good. So that's, um, you know, that is a great start to answer those questions. And now I like to kind of like bring us, uh, you know, back to the present here and mm -hmm. you know, just give us kind of a, you've got a lot of stuff going on, but if you were going to introduce yourself for the first time in a nutshell or sort of from that 30,000 foot view, um, uh -huh. you know, tell us what you got going on these days, Hashim. Oh man, <laughs> like what I have going on or who, or who I am? Like, who what, you what is, are, what you do. Who I am. Yeah. Um, my name is Hashem Lafond. I'm I'm a husband. Mm -hmm. I'm a father. And I have to be those things whether I do something creative or not. <laughs> so that's that's really who I am. Um, um after that I'm an artist. Um I'm a believer. I I have extreme faith. Um and yeah, I'm a creative. I, I like to I like to keep it open ended because sometimes I don't feel like drawing. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I don't feel like producing. Or sometimes I don't feel like filmmaking. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, I'm 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 Anaya, Zariah, Yasir, and Zaire's father, and and those are my kids. 
and I'm yeah. Janetta's husband. I'm Janetta's lover. I'm Janetta's um, best friend. Um, those are the, those are the things I'm I'm confident in. Whether oh, wow. whether I'm working or not, uh, that's who I am. Nice, nice. So so family first. There, I hear. Yeah. Family third. Family third. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a firm believer in the scripture. Uh, um, uh, um, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so I see it as God first, then me, and then if I don't have, if I don't love me, then I can't sure. love anybody else. Yeah. And then it's my family. That's that's um that's it's my family, and then everybody else after that. <laughs> nice. And then maybe maybe art fourth, or is yeah. that part of? I don't, I mean, this is something I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's something yeah. I'm able to do, something I do effortlessly. It's something I'm passionate about. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the different ways that your creativity manifests. And one okay. very um, uh, obvious or kind of visual way is uh, the street art that you do. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, when did that start? When, you know, so it sounds like you grew up in this creative environment where everybody drew, but was everybody drawing on um, the walls of buildings? Like, when did that, when did that, uh, um, that first start? So... Um, I was a, a quiet kid. I was a really, really quiet kid. People don't believe this. I was very quiet. My mom took me to get checked out to see if I was why I was so quiet. <laughs> and um, and and I would draw all the time. I would suck my thumb and I would draw in class. That that kept me that kept me listening to what, whatever the history lesson the te boring teacher was saying. <laughs> but um, and then it was I used to win art awards and science awards just like because I was just a quiet kid that just did his work and drew. Now in eighth grade, something special happened where this one of my art teachers realized the gift that I had and said, "You're going to Boston Arts Academy." Like, well, no, I want to go play basketball. <laughs> and uh, and she said, "No, I want you to go. I want you to do this." And she opened up her closet and she had a whole bunch of pastels. Um, she had a bunch of uh, colored pencils, Sharpie markers, canvases, uh, a bunch of materials and paint brushes and said, I'm going to work every day towards your portfolio. Um, I want you to come here after school and all this is for you. This is all yours. Oh my gosh. And, wow. And I was like, I owe it to her to, to go, <laughs> go to Watson Arts Academy to do this. And fast forward, I, I auditioned, I got in. And that's where I met my wife. And so I. Oh, so can yeah. you say that again? You, she said, she said to you, you're going to, and where, where was it? To Boston? Boston Arts Academy. Boston Arts Academy. Okay. Yeah. Wow. The high school. And in, the, in the eighth grade, yeah. you had a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, yeah. and so I just, I, I auditioned, I got in um, uh, a year later on my sophomore year. That's when I met love of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, um, this is probably a message in there of like when you do what you love, you find the people that you love. Yeah, yeah. I've I've talked to uh, quite a few guests that have had w a person like your eighth grade teacher um, yeah. in their life, right? A, a yeah. Sort of a guide or a mentor that that uh, that you connect with that that really helps you along on your path. And so yeah. that's that's a real gift to have people like that in your life. Yeah, and so. Um, Later on, um, I went to Emerson College for acting. Um, while I was while I was in in high school, I used to I, I went to a church. It was one of the largest churches in New England, 
and um, and they would do plays, and that, that was my first time seeing a play, and I'm like, oh my god, I love this. This is I was I was laughing, and I got on stage one time, and I heard, and I did this character, and there was like a big roar of laughter, and I just got addicted to it. I was like, oh man, this is this is cool. I get to like share a good message and like and make people laugh. Like this is this is amazing, and. Um, and so one time I got into Emerson College using the monologue I used for the church. And I met that same teacher in, in, the, in the elevator. Oh my gosh. At Emerson College. And I told her the story like, hey, when I was in eighth grade, and her face was like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah. So and while I was in high school, one of my first jobs was um, the Boston Mural Crew. And it was a bunch of teenagers. Um, they were specified inner city youth to come in and kind of like clean up the neighborhoods by putting fancy artwork on the walls. Oh, and so I did about, I think it was two murals, two murals with them. And that's when I learned how to paint. I was, I would always draw, but I didn't know how to paint. And so that's when I started painting and then started doing projects of my own. Mm-hmm. And um, that was my first job. What were, what were the first murals? There was one on Tropical Market in Roxbury, Massachusetts, and then there was one on the side of Staples in Alston. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's when I learned how to use the scaffolding. And I'm afraid of heights, by the way. <laughs> so I'm a oh. muralist. I'm a muralist that's afraid of heights. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Face so your fears. I, yes, yes. So I got up there and, 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 and I would sketch a lot of it out because everybody wasn't experienced um, painters. But my wife came, up, came along with me because she, she sketched in a sketch pad and she and she's she's really good when I when I paint something she kind of cleans it up makes sure it's neat. I don't have time to make it make sure it's neat. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so um, so yeah, and that's and how do I get to how do I get to the art thing? So there's so much happened before before the murals here. So I started doing. I'll fast forward. We can we can come and fill in the blanks. But to answer your question, um, the first mural I did was uh, um. I did a dog one, and then I did a, a Michael Jordan one. So I, not, I used to, I knocked on all the doors in, on Melrose because I loved Melrose. There was a bunch of street art on Melrose. I'm like, oh, man, I want to eat. These guys are good. And, and I would knock on every door like, hey, I'm an artist. I would love to collab with this store. And they said, oh, no, it's OK. Another, another door, oh, no, it's OK. And the third door, this guy said, he actually said, Hell, mother effing yeah! <laughs> and said, "Can you do something like that's like sports related here? On because we're a sneaker store, can you do something here?" And I was like, "All right, I see Kobe Bryant down the street. Let me let me do a Michael Jordan one right here." This couple of years ago, I said, oh, "Let me do a Michael Jordan one." So I did a Michael Jordan one, and man, I didn't know how far that could go. Everyone started taking pictures with it. Like every day I would get tagged, I tagged my name in there, my Instagram name, and everyone would tag me every single day. People mm-hmm. performed music videos in front of it. People did documentaries in front of it. Wow. Like it's on a lot of movies now and TV shows and stuff like that. But, um, and then also that's a couple months. I mean, as soon as I um, put the paintbrushes down, Ray J came, came through it and said, hey, can you do something at my shop? Can you paint on some bikes? Oh man. And then I said, uh, I'm kind of tired right now. Let me, let me see and check my schedule. My wife looked at me and said, you have nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started painting. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and 
a couple months later, uh, one of the producers of the Steve Harvey show called and asked if I can paint for, paint for him. And wow. then two years later, um, Nike reached out. The, the Michael Jordan company. Um, yeah, the Michael Jordan. The Michael Jordan brand reached out and asked, hey, can we use your, can we use your mural for the newest commercial that we have for the store? And ESPN's uh, posted it. Uh, it was, a, it was oh a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, because that's something I just wanted to. I wanted to show people in LA because my my street cred didn't transfer over from Boston to LA, so nobody knew who I was all over again. And I just I just wanted to prove myself, and and that it just it it it, it showed me what I was capable of, and I was just amazed by that, and it gave me a confidence of like, all right, I got a good stamp of approval now. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But kind of so people, that yeah, that's amazing. And then, and then since then, you you've done several more of these. I've seen one. Yeah, and so Jackson. yeah, so whenever I would pitch or something like that, I would say, "Hey, I did the Michael Jordan on Melrose. Can we take a picture with you?" I'm like, "Oh, all right, okay." Um, so it 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 was a it was a big thing, and I did a LeBron James as soon as he got traded. I did it on the hottest day of the year. And that took off too, at the same way. <laughs> um, and yeah, LA is a beautiful place, especially Melrose, is a very special place. And and then from then on, I wanted to, I wanted Melrose to be my gallery. I wanted uh-huh. the, the art, I wanted the walls on Mel, uh, Melrose to be that. And so um, and so I started filling it up with all other stuff. And I wonder, like after the Michael Jordan one, maybe some of the people that said no before were like, "Yeah, okay," <laughs> or, or yeah, know, but like you know, you know, yeah, yeah, more of an and openness. I, yeah, I'm still hesitant on how I feel about people like that. <laughs> like I, you know, uh-huh. I mean, also, mm-hmm. I mean, who can blame them? Sometimes you like you just don't believe them at first, and then I prove it, and then you believe me. But I, I rather connect with the people that believe in you before you do something. Right, 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 right. Well, let's see. So um, it sounds like everything I've heard so far sounds like a pretty smooth ride for you. And uh, I, I imagine there's been some o- obstacles, whether they're outer or inner. But it's yeah. like, oh, I had a supportive family. And then I went to this college. I connected with my wife. And then I got, you know, doing these murals. And then, oh. I mean, what one is, I mean, this is a, a, a great story of um, when you when you're in your your purpose and your flow and yeah. your, your creativity that this, and again, I've heard this from other guests on the podcast um, that things start coming your way, right? Like, uh, yeah. like Nike comes out of the woodworks and is just like, Hey, can you, you know, I, I had no control over that. <laughs> right. Right. But you were just doing your thing. Right. So, yeah. um, but, but let's go back to it. Maybe um, somewhere along the way, I, I imagine, like you said, you moved out to the, uh, to uh, Southern California and felt like you had to start over whether it was there or somewhere else, um, do you have doubts that come up? I mean, maybe even today you still, you're, you know, I, I know that I do. I'm, I'm, I'm like doing my thing, but I'm still like, what am I doing yeah. on a daily basis? Like, so, um, yeah, take us there. The move to Los Angeles was a huge faith move. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my, me and my wife, we had two kids at the time. And we got in the car and drove. And only put Hollywood in the, G- in the GPS. And people would say, people would ask, like, do you have a, you have a home there? Do you, have a, do you buy a house there or something like that? Do you have a job there? No. <laughs> we didn't. We, we got in the car and we drove 
the whole time. We, dro- we drove there and we decided to make it happen. And before that too, we said, hey, hey if anybody said, hey, you should, I should be, because people loved our family. Like me and my wife, we just had a, we just had a real public relationship and I would, we'd break up and we'd get back together. <laughs> and like, <laughs> we, we just, we were just, we just uh, that family. We had, we had kids, we got married, we had children. And, um, and people were like, oh man, it's, it's you're a great Hollywood family. And we decided, all right, if you think we're a Hollywood family, we started to go fund me and we're, <laughs> we're going to move to Hollywood. If, if, if we, <laughs> so yeah, so we raised five, we raised $5,000. That's all I talked about for like a good year. I'm like, hey, I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm going there. Want to see what I'm doing? Check my GoFundMe. Like we, I, I just that's all I talked about, and um, so it was fun. I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we were we raised about three thousand and something, and then while we were on the road going there, we raised more. Wow! I said I'm going regardless, <laughs> but if you want to help. <laughs> and when you when this kind of goal, this goal of moving to Hollywood came to mind, did you and your wife have a a, a strong idea of okay, we're going there because we're going to try act or I'm going to try the um, mural art there? Or yeah. was it just, we, we feel intuitively that we feel pulled to go there? No, no, we definitely had, we definitely had a plan. A plan A and we had a plan B. Plan B sucks. <laughs> plan, B, <laughs> plan B is like me doing stuff that I'm not good at, that I'm not uh-huh. passionate about. Yeah. And so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it wholeheartedly. I'm going to just do it just for the paycheck. And that's not a good motivation for me. If, but if, yeah. if I can't sleep at night, if it's on my mind the whole time, that's, that's, that's passion. That's, that's, I'd rather do that plan A. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when we got, got out here, we were, we were like, all right. This, at this time, my daughter was modeling. And we put up a little video. Of her. All right, so I've, I've studied acting, theater education, Dis, worked with Disney. But I posted a, pic, a video of her for 15 seconds of her cuckooing. And it got 7.9 million views. Oh, you did? You had a viral video? Oh, man. I was like, wow. <laughs> how'd you do that? I'm like, if I knew how to do this, I'd promote <laughs> everything else. But I just knew she had a natural gift. And people like, people would, people would write us and say, hey, oh, man, I love your daughter. Um, can I raise her? <laughs> can I raise her? Yes. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. And then so, but yeah, it got weird like that. She had a big fan club. And, um, and so there, there was a moment where we had, a, we had her an agent in Boston and, um, and all the companies, she modeled for Hasbro at that time. She modeled for, I think, Mattel. And after a while, the, the, the companies were saying, we can't use the same girl again. She's been in everything. <laughs> and so that was one of the things where we were like, oh man, we gotta, we gotta go further. And sometimes people will ask me, hey, don't you want to be a big fish in a small pond and be the, you know, be the greatest in this region? I'm like, no, I want to be the greatest in the world. I want to go compete. And the mm. best people in LA, I feel confident in my, for myself enough so that I can compete or work hard towards getting to that level at least so I can be, be, at least be amongst the people that, are, that are, are more experienced than me. And I've met so many people along the way where I'm like, and they ask like, what do you do? I don't not, nothing anymore. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm in front of the greatest person of all time. So, so yeah. 
So uh, a couple other th- ways we could go here. I'm kind of curious about your Disney. How did you get involved with, you, you were a, um, a host for Radio Disney. Did that happen after you moved to LA or? Yes. So um, I dropped out of college because I, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> I didn't miss some college. And, um, and so I was just really trying to figure out what to do with my life. And uh, I had this part-time job and I, and I bought a camera. And I was like, all right, I'm going to film my own movie. And while I was filming that, trying to do my own thing, I got an email from all the former students at Emerson saying, hey, Radio Disney would like to, would, would, are holding, holding auditions to, to be a host for Radio Disney Boston. I'm like, I didn't expect to get this email. <laughs> well, I would, I would love to. And so I auditioned and, and um, got a microphone and, and hosted because I did a lot of kids ministry before at the church uh, and, uh, okay. and youth ministry. So they would always ask me to hype the, hype the audience up and kind of make them laugh and stuff like that. The same making the laugh thing that, that I yeah. had before. Yeah. And, um, and I did that and they said, we would love to have you on staff. Wow. And so I got that one. And I did that for about a year, almost a year until Radio Disney closed down. All the radio stations closed down. Hmm. And so, because they went digital. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And got another email saying, hey, they're auditioning for the Disney Cruise Line. At this time, I'm married and I have, I have my five-month-old. And I'm nervous. I'm like, can my whole family come? No, this year. This year. And I was kind of devastated because I'm like, this is a new baby. She's not speaking yet. I don't want to leave her this, this long. But my wife told me, listen, if you go, you'll put our family in such a better place. Mm. And we, and so I auditioned for it, got it. And I was on a Disney cruise line for four months as an mm. entertainment host. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was the most happiest place on earth. I'm sailing, <laughs> everybody thought I was on vacation. <laughs> but, it, it, but it was long hours. It was a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. And, um, and I cried every two days. Because here I am entertaining everybody else's family, but my family is not. Oh, yeah. So every time I saw her, my, my baby stroll, I would, I'd break down. I'd, I'd have to switch microphones to somebody else. Like, switch, switch. I need to go backstage. And I would, I would just, it's just, it would just, you know, the cry from here and then here, the nose too. So it was all that. I'm like, oh. But one, and, um, and, one time I was speaking to one of the people. I was like, man, I just, I must one of the, one of the guys there. I miss my daughter. He said, I have a daughter too. I'm like, oh, that, cool. So what's that like? You, you're not away, you're away from your daughter. I was like, oh, she calls me uncle now. Oh, oh, yeah. I said, I got, I got to get off this shit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and so I completed my contract and I got back home and I was like, we, we got to figure out something else to do. And um, at the time, while we got back back home, we lived at her mother's house um, until we figured out the next step. But then also she was there because I was on Disney Cruise Line. She wanted to be there with somebody that can help her with the baby. And um, we decided California. Oh, here's a, it's, it's going to sound too like miraculous, this whole story. So I said, <laughs> I'll, I'll only... <laughs> And well, then I got the, another email. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. So we got to the mall. I always told people, like, listen, I'll go to LA because I always wanted to build a Hollywood on the East. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Nobody was with it. But, um, but I was like, all right, let's, let's, um, I, I'll, I'll go to Los Angeles if I get 
if I get, um, if somebody flies me up. So we go to the mall and we have this, like, there's a spinning wheel challenge. Hey, win a trip. And we entered. <laughs> and we won a trip to Los Angeles. Wow. Wow. And, and we, we got there and I was just in awe. I'm like, I saw Melrose and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's artists out here. You go, you drive down, there's a street artist painting a mural. You drive down further, there's somebody doing a music video. And then you drive down so further, there's somebody doing a photo shoot. Oh this, yeah. This, it's like heaven. This is how come nobody <laughs> told me about this? <laughs> it's and, like, yeah, so when it was time to go home, we were in the, I was I was at the airport and I was just I was pissed off. I was mad. I didn't want to speak to I had an attitude, but I did not want to go home. Oh yeah. And uh, while we were, we were I was we were all eating at the one of the um, restaurants on the on the at the airport. And um and I was asking the waiter the waitress, I was like, can, can I have our check, please? Or it's what's taking so long? You didn't give us a check. We've been here for like a good thirty minutes. He said, Well, the gentleman over there actually paid for your for your for your meal. And he said, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. I love your family. You have a beautiful family. I just wanted to. And I was like, I love this place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go back to Boston. Yeah, this place exactly. is magic. Exactly. Yeah. So at the airport, I was like, we talked, I talked to my wife. She said, I think you should ask for help. I know you want to go. But I, think, I know you don't like asking for help. But uh, you should probably do it. You should probably do a fundraiser to get you there. Okay. Okay. And so so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the trip there kind of got you uh, kind of hooked to oh uh, L- L.A. and it was like, we got to get back there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, listen, Boston, beautiful. Boston trained me on excellence, mm. um, got me prepared for it. But it's not, it's not, it hasn't been the industry for it mm-hmm. right now. I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to build some stuff there as well. Cause it's the most talented people that we've seen at high school and, and at Emerson college and stuff like that and different colleges around and like, it's the most talented disciplined people in the world. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's me thinking of like, I want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like we're thinking future. I'll, I'll ask you about that in a, in a yeah. minute. I want to think a little bit about our listeners right now that, yeah. you know, who, who knows where they are in their journey, but let's assume that maybe some of them are, Further, uh, you know, earlier in their journey, maybe they don't know exactly what that purpose is, or maybe they do, but they haven't, you know, they haven't made that leap yet. Um, do you have any, uh, like what, uh, based on everything that you've experienced, and it sounds like you've had a lot of great uh, kind of synchronicity and, and you've really, you know, and by the way, you've said yes to these things Like you, you yeah. could have gotten any of those emails or those yeah. opportunities and said, and, and said no to them or ignored them or whatever. So it seems like you've, um, you've followed the, the, the breadcrumbs, yeah. um, but, uh, do you, do you have any, um, mindset tips or any, any, um, Anything that comes to mind uh, uh, direct to our listeners who may be, uh, you know, kind of wanting to follow their own version of your path. Oh, man. I can't. I'm trying to figure out. No pressure. No, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it without having a cliche answer. Mm -hmm. Because I hate when somebody tells me pray about it. Yeah. Give answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's that's 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 really that's really my my advice because um pray about it because once you do that you'll realize like and pray pray about it like you go ahead and ask but at the same time listen 
be aware of it. Like everything falls into place after you do that. Mm-hmm. After you like, after you rely on uh, on someone greater that's oversees everything, mm-hmm. that has raised you from who you, from from before you were born to right right now. I'm sure that person could know who you seem who you might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I I just kind of like re- realize what do you love? Like, what do you love to do? Yeah. You might love writing. You might love drawing. You might love math. You might be, and if you're, if you really love it, you get really good at it. Like Mm -hmm. people that like love math, they're really good at it. That's how you can tell they love it because that's, they spend extra time than everybody else doing it. Yeah. Um, I loved art. So I spent extra time doing it. Yeah. This picture, picture, like think about what you spend extra time on. You might spend a lot of time on YouTube like watching YouTube videos, you're like, oh man, it might click on you. Maybe I should join the conversation. Maybe I should join and do YouTube videos as well. Right. You might like watching TikTok videos, like be glued to it yeah. because you're watching every, everybody else do the thing that you're excited about. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, so be like, just be aware of the things that you love and join in and start doing it too. Right. And then you'll get good at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't say, hey, go become a full-time artist and you don't, you've never drawn before. Like, no, spend some time getting, spend some time doing it and you're going to get good. You don't get worse by like, continuing to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's really finding what you're passionate about and stepping out on faith to do it. Do you think there's something about letting go of, I don't know if um, when you were doing it, whether you were thinking uh, as a, as a uh, first priority or it more in the background about, okay, how am I going to make a living doing this um, versus just do it, you know, and, and maybe you're, maybe the income is coming from elsewhere yeah. versus trying to make a business out of it, um, et cetera. Yeah. I've been really bad at that. Cause there's some, cause I'm going to do it whether I get paid for it or not. Yeah. Well, sometimes I'll paint something and it's, I love it. I, oh my God, this is one of my favorite paintings. Somebody says, how much? <laughs> That's offensive. <laughs> it's priceless. What do you mean? How much? Right. <laughs> and then they'll go, I'll pay you this much for it. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll make one for you. Mm-hmm. That's where the business comes in. Yeah. You get what I mean? Um, and, and however how much they're willing to pay for it is that. Um, like I like hosting. I like going to the microphone in front of people and talking. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that people were going to pay me to do that. I'm like, why? I love it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but somebody mm-hmm. like, no, we need someone to host this. Yeah. And then that's when the kind of the money comes in. And once people kind of demand something from you at all times, that's when you realize you have something profitable. Like when kids were giving me candy to pay, draw something for them. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> this is a business. Right, you got that that early uh, early on, right? Yeah, like you're, yeah, they're giving something valuable in exchange for something they, they feel is more valuable. Right, and I'm like, all right, well, I mean, that's that's how kind of how I live my life of like, let me do something, and then I mean, definitely, we've definitely been having some financial struggles a ton, but when well, when I get these opportunities, it I realize I've. I've gone in the right direction when i moved my whole family to to los angeles and then my daughter's landed an agent in three days that's those are the moments where i cried and said oh man i made the right decision yeah yeah because i don't i don't go yeah i don't i'm sorry but um, go ahead i don't go by um i go by faith moves i go by like all right i believe in myself 
I believe in my, my talents. I'm going to go after it. And then things happen. It doesn't happen before where it's like, like it's more of like, I got I to gotta do something. I have to do something. Like when God puts the ball in my court, I want to I wanna make sure I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is that, there's always that faith and fear uh, piece and, you know, it's a beautiful feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell, tell me about that. It's a beautiful feeling. Cause I mean, I've fear been, is kind of, kind of a horrible feeling sometimes. And yeah. yeah, there's always that pull and then sort of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. go I'm going to take the leap. Yeah. That's the fun part. That's why yeah. we watch movies. That's why we watch action movies and stuff like yeah. that. That's why we like to watch people jump off of things. Like, yeah, yeah. We we identify with that fear, and I'm honest about that fear. I'm like, hey, I'm scared. Yeah. There's a girl in this high school cafeteria that is absolutely beautiful, <laughs> and I I don't want to talk to her, but I don't want to say the wrong things. Yeah. Thank yeah, yeah. God I said something to her. Right. I wouldn't have had my children the way the children that I have. I wouldn't oh, have this yeah. beautiful marriage that I have now if I didn't go up and talk to the girl. Right. Right. No one Good. was gonna I talk like- to her for me. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nobody's going to send that email for you or make that phone call or, you know, put that thing out there for you. It's, it's, uh, I think, I think this is, I like this theme. This is uh, something that comes up for me all the time is just sort of like putting yourself out there first and then having faith that you're going to actually, you know, be able to step up to the plate. Right. It doesn't happen in real time, though. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it takes a little time. And sometimes that's, that's the worst feeling ever. You step out on faith and you go for it. You do it. Like, I painted the Michael Jordan thing just for materials. I didn't charge anything for it. And people were like, why don't you charge? Make some money off it. I'm like, I really want to do it and make my name here in Los Angeles. And they were like, okay. but get your, like, I just really want to do it. But it only got answered once people started responding and getting more work off of that one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what? The Michael Jordan thing, that was like two years afterwards. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't immediately. It wasn't like the next day. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So sometimes I, you have to just trust that you're doing the right thing, that you do what's in your heart to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like we could talk for a lot longer, and I, I like kind of this theme because I feel like there's something around this. Um, I, I, I notice this difference between as a creator, right? Like yeah. you're, when you're focused on your work, um, I feel like that's that's the space to be in and the flow of that. And then right. Melissa Gilbert, I don't know if you know her. She the the uh, she author of Big Magic and Eat Pray Love or whatever. She just talked okay. about like, I know you pray love, yeah. This idea that like when you're done, when your creation is done, she hates the idea that your your creation is your baby, and you know, and that you have to be like watch it all the time or take care of it. That when your your creation is done, it's done and and it's out there and it has its own life and it's not really your business how it does. But I find myself going always always back and forth between this sort of like being in the work uh or or being in the like how many likes did my post get how many people yeah. listen to my podcast you know sort of like out there looking for um uh the feedback or whatever and um yeah. anyway i hear what you're saying there too it's like just yeah. doing it letting it go and then you know sometimes it comes back sometimes it doesn't but it, it, right. like it really has for you i mean yeah most artists are very introverted but one thing where I'm, where I kind of win is that I'm I am introverted, but I train myself not to be. Like I, tr- yeah, I try not to paint just in the house. I'll go outside and paint in public or paint on a wall and try to in- in- interact with people because there's power in collaboration mm-hmm. that people don't understand. Like what um, 
like you I mean you're collaborating right now I mean you could easily just do a podcast by yourself but you want to you want to team up with somebody else that has their own life experiences so you learn from it and you, you both share audiences you have your audience I have my audience you kind of collab together and it, it only great like it makes it greater it makes it a greater platform I think um I think artists need to realize that there are other humans on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should yeah. you should definitely collab with them. They have dreams and aspirations too, and they both they both intersect in some way. And so, if you can find the people that you enjoy working with, people that you can bounce ideas off of, people that um that that you trust that you believe in, because it's a vulnerable thing that hey, I have this have this crazy idea, and they said, oh, it's okay, that's not crazy. I know this person. I can connect you with this. Mm-hmm. I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. And so you just have people that kind of collab. Like I think collaboration is one thing that takes off. Like um, it's cool if I host, but if I host for Disney, that's great. <laughs> you get yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If I if I if I do murals, that's cool. But if I do murals in a place in Melrose, that's cooler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I have, yeah, if I if I paint, but I paint on the in the NBC Universal stuff lot. But you, the collaboration is clearly like that's that that's like the the um, the unsung hero right there in, 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 my, in my whole story. Yeah, yeah. I hear that as a theme coming out too, is asking for help, you know, connecting with others, whether it's yeah. your, your, you know, God, your higher power, whatever you, uh-huh. whatever your beliefs are there, but then also with other people. And I, I found yeah. that too, and I'm in this space too, from, you know, the DIY sort of like, oh, trying to do it all myself to what one of my other guests call, has called a DIT, do it together, yeah. you know, um, much more in that space now. So. And to one, answer one of your previous questions, I have a clear answer of it now, <laughs> is that... <laughs> But um, one of the things I've also done is I'll also ask, how can I help? Yeah. Not somebody, like if I don't have an idea myself and somebody's very confident in their idea, I'll say, how can I help you do this? Because they clearly have a good handle on what their purpose is. And so that's the place of power. Once you know your, what your purpose is and you're doing it, can I assist you? Especially people that you admire. Mm-hmm. Like if, if there's someone that you admire, if they're like, if they're living, it's a blessing. Cause it's like, what? I get to learn from this person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that come in like, well, how much are they gonna pay you? Who cares? I get to learn from this person to do yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. Being of service, I hear that a lot too. It's just like yeah. that orienting from this, like, what, what, what's in it for me? What am I gonna get out of it too? How can I help you? And then, you know, that just kind of naturally comes around and it sounds like that's what's happened for you as well. Yeah, right? if it doesn't yeah. give me like that fire of like that passion, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've said no to a lot of things. I'm like, no, I don't. Good, that's good. I don't, good. Care. I don't good. care about it. <laughs> Yeah, one of the hell yes things is if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. I, I don't always live by that rule. If I, if I, like I did, I, I, would ne- I would be telling my wife that about, hey, sorry, I can't do the dishes. It's, it's not a hell yes for me, so it's a no. It's like, no, you're going to clean the dishes. Uh, but, it's not a hell yes for yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> Um, well, I, you know, again, I think we could go on for quite a bit longer, Hashim, but we kind of need to, to uh, wind it down. Um, yeah. So I always like to, or I often like to ask guests, uh, we've, we've heard about your past, we've heard about your present. Um, I have this thing called a uh, cringeworthy vision, a vision so big, it makes you cringe to think about sharing it with other people. Not everybody has one. It's not something that serves everyone, but, and uh, no pressure if you don't, but do you have a cringeworthy vision uh, that you would like to share? Uh, with us, um, uh, with our, our listeners. Yeah. Um, 
one of the next things I'm working on is for, I mean, I could say it because it's so like, it's so personal. I mean, all my, any ideas I share is something I know only I can do. <laughs> like, or or so, if somebody else does it, it'll be something only they, they, they'll do. Yeah. But I want to do a reality show of my family, but more docu-series style. Instead of doing it on YouTube, I want to do it for in a, in a Netflix, Netflix format. Because mm, mm-hmm. I strongly believe the people are going to say, hey, watch my daily vlog on Netflix. I, I don't think they're going to say YouTube or Instagram or something like that. Oh, yeah, watch my... Because I think the, I don't think Netflix is running out of space on their on their bandwidth. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think they can handle more people having more content on there, um, or Hulu, Amazon Prime, and stuff like that. I think um, I want to I want to build. It. So I mean, it takes work on my part. I got to make sure it's high quality. If people are gonna watch it on their TVs. I got to make sure it's a landscape and not vertical. So I don't want it to take up a, quarter, a third of the TV. <laughs> but um, uh, these, these, this, that's one of my cringe-worthy visions of it. But it's kind of practical once I research it more. Once I tell people, "Hey, I got this crazy idea. I want to do this," um, and um, started a podcast. I, I mean, you, oh yeah, you have your own the, podcast. You're the king of this right now, but I, I, I'm ashamed to bring mine. Up. I mean, I'm starting. I don't. I'm still experimenting with the experiment with different content and directions. I didn't know what to name it, so I was like, All right, I was naming after myself. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. So yeah, that's that's one of the that's one of the ideas I have. I think that's I think that's free for everybody else to, to kind of like, yeah. I mean, I I I'd watch you on 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 Netflix or something like that, or Hulu or something like that. I, the speeches and stuff that. like that. I would love to keep in touch with you about that because I yeah. thought, hey, I'd love to you know yeah you know like kind of like I don't know Jerry Seinfeld goes out and interviews people, comedians or something like that. Why not? Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, it's like, I, but oh, and here's the thing is like you're you're already a step ahead of. What I think blocks a lot of people is just the, oh, I'd like to do a Netflix uh, series, but I don't know how to do that. And then they stop there. And I think the first time that you do something is always that, I always have that experience of that deer in the headlights of like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but then you stumble your way through it and figure it out. Now, if somebody said, um, do you want to do a different pot, another podcast? I'd be like, no problem. I know how to do that now. Right. I don't, I don't like when people say, I don't know. It, it, that, bothers if there's anything that angers me or annoys me this time at this point in time in 2020 if somebody says i don't know find out especially if they're on their phone all day long and they say i don't know i'm like (laughs) hey there's a google machine yeah yeah your priorities are so bad yeah but you'll find out something you'll find out what's going on with the kardashians you'll find out something else you'll find out you'll find out you know how to find out yeah, that's the other thing is sort of like this shift from, because you were talking about TikTok and uh, YouTube videos, it's sort of like this shift from um, being kind of the passive um, uh, consumer to yeah. being a producer and a creator. And, uh, and yeah, so I encourage our listeners to, to uh, hopefully um, you're, you're getting inspired listening to us talking about getting out there and creating your version of, um, uh, you know, of your, your, your hell yes creations. Yes. Yeah. So, well, Hashim, it's been great having you here. I love uh, uh, chatting with a, a fellow creator of different kinds of creations, obviously. But, um, and I always like to round things out by saying hell yes together with my guests on the count of three. Are you ready and willing to do that? Oh, I'm ready. All I'm right. ready. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Hell yes. Oh, oh I did it too fast. No, no, that's good. Was it too pitching? Was it too? Was it too high? Was it too? I always, yeah, I always end up. Wait, am I doing? Hell yes! 
So it was like, hell yes. Or, uh, hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> well, Hashim, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite RSS feed. If you like the show, please leave a rating and review. And if you want to stay connected, visit hellyeslife.com and sign up for the e-newsletter and private Facebook group. Again, I'm Norman Bell. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get out there and live a hell yes life.